Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the JK and the Bear podcast presented by the Riding the Pine Network. My name is Jonathan Barry. With me is my buddy, co-host Jay Kennedy. On this week's episode, we'll be discussing some March Madness that we forgot to last week, baseball, and more. But first, Jake, how was your weekend? How How's it going, man? I had a great weekend. Spent some time with my girl. Went down to Novi and went shopping. It was an awesome weekend. Couldn't ask for anything better. Yeah, I was in the Detroit area. Went out on Friday night, then saw Big Sean on Saturday. He's an amazing performer. Uh, we built our hype up a little bit too much, thinking that someone would come out. Uh, whether it be Janae or Eminem or Lil Wayne, no one ended up coming out. And his screens, like the lights that would flash behind him with the LED screens, broke 10 minutes into his set. And he was out there for like an hour. So that was kind of a that, bummer. Because, yeah, that sucks. But uh, it was a, still a crazy cool performance. And it's always fun to seeing a hometown performer as they always give it 110% out there. And uh, let's just take that. Talk right into a team that put 110% out, the refs, last night in March Madness. Let's start it off with our college basketball talk. And we have to talk about that incredibly weird, destroying the flow of the game by the refs last night. It was UNC defeating Gonzaga 71-65. Jake, you and I were talking during this game and how it was just not very interesting to us. What made it not interesting to you? I know you were watching the replay of WrestleMania, actually. but Yeah, uh, I didn't even watch the game because I had zero interest because, one, it's UNC. No one wants to see them win, just as just like no one wants to see Duke win. And Gonzaga, <laughs> Gonzaga I, just, I don't think they were the best team from that side of the bracket to make it. I, I really think they got by just on the women a prayer and so jake that's actually somewhat true gonzaga was the first team to participate in a national championship game in the ap poll era without having previously faced an ap top 10 team so you're not wrong on that uh analysis there but it was no. and they it had was a the great first... run they got hot at the right time and they got there and then uh go ahead yeah first wcc team to uh make the final two since uh university of san francisco john give me a player that uh pr- pretty prominent player who played on that team back in the 50s wilt chamberlain bill russell I was cl- so close. close so close i had no but that's the last that's the last wcc team to make it to the championship game in the ncaa march madness bracket so let me just give you a little background and like just not blame the refs because I didn't have a dog in this fight either. Uh, Bulldog, Gonzaga. Um, but there were four fouls called in the first 78 seconds of the second half, nine fouls by the first TV timeout, which is at 16 minutes, 16 by the second timeout, 22 at the third timeout. In that span, a whistle was blown an average of every 22 seconds. Completely takes the players out of the game. They're calling I think- these... Go ahead. I, I think someone from B-Dubs called him at halftime and said, hey, whoa, this game is going way too fast. You need to slow it down with some whistles. I need to stretch out this so I it's can try incredible. to take a sick day tomorrow. It's incredible how often this happens. Just watching Michigan State and the Big Ten games, how the first half will be going nice and smooth, and all of a sudden the second half they're like, oh, we have to call these freedom of, uh, freedom of movement 
fouls, and they're just these touchy tack or ticky tacky calls. Uh, the announcer, or commentator Bill Rafferty, was calling them nickel and dime fouls, as it's not what people go and pay a lot of money and travel to go see the refs take over the game. So it's a real big bummer on that, as it did not live up to the hype of last year at all. It was a close game. I mean, before the uh, UNC won by six, but uh, within 30 seconds, it was a two-point game, and uh, a couple turnovers there at the end gave the win to UNC. Michael Jordan gave a pregame speech to the Tar Heels as UNC lost that buzzer-beater game last year, and it's cool to see him bounce back. Hashtag Big Sean. Uh, with the championship win this year, Jake, thank you for the giggle. Uh, but oh, yeah, man, that was such over- a that was such a fast plug too. Um, thank you. Overall thoughts on the game? Like I said, I didn't watch it. Uh, no, I thought the, you the and- tournament. The tournament. Oh, the, the tournament. Tournament, tournament as a whole. I thought the tournament was great up until the championship game. I had zero interest in the championship game at all. I really wanted to see someone other than North Carolina and Gonzaga in it. Uh, South Carolina would have been awesome as a seven seed to make it, but you know they lost. Uh, John, we got to mention our bracket. Uh, we had some crazy stuff happening in our JK and the Bear uh, podcast bracket on CBS Sports Network. So the winner was Tyler Labor. He had uh, he was down thirty points. He was in sixth place before that game. Well, the national championship game counts for a lot of points, so he ended up that winning does. the bracket. So shout out to you, uh, Labe. Uh, number two was Mom and Kennedy. She's a little salty about that loss. Uh, number three, the Gopher. He had Duke winning it also. He lost out on a couple points there. Uh, number four, Jordan Lawrence, your buddy, I think. Jordan. Jordan. My dude. He had Gonzaga yeah, to, winning. And then round out and the top number, five. Number five, Brittany. Brittany Poland. She had Oregon so, winning. but I know that I... Uh, John, he beat me by one. Yes. But I stopped watching as soon as Villanova lost their game. I mean, I stopped watching my bracket, that is, as I really didn't care. I was rooting for all upsets. It was kind of funny. My mom was more into it than uh, I was. Yeah, me too. My mom was, every time Gonzaga played, she's like, Gonzaga won, Gonzaga won. I'm in first place. I'm in first place. Did you mention me on the podcast? And she was a little mad that we didn't talk about March Madness last week. but So, So was my mom. I was like, I have no idea. I had... All my stats ready to go on the screen, like talk about the games and who was going to like, be favored in the matchups. And we got talking about other sports that uh, we had some more topics to talk about. Frankly, we, we cared a little bit more about. I, as soon as we pushed the stop record button, I texted Jake. I was like, we totally forgot to talk about March Madness. So I'd record the little intro to put at the start of our podcast last week. So that was our bad. Uh, Sorry. So that was a bummer. But uh, it was a fun, fun tournament to watch. There were a lot of cool moments. Even on the women's side, the UConn lost their 111, I think. Game yeah, 111 game win streak. Buzzer. I totally forgot. And we got to talk about that. South Car- or, uh, Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Bulldogs. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Uh, it, sound- it looked like he got beat up or something that night. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 just saw I don't know what I was seeing, but it hard. didn't look good. Uh, but you know what? We Let's... We're talking Duck Prescott. Let's talk about that real quick. His uh, his his backup his gone. backup quarterback. He is his. That's my quarterback. It's back- my quarterback. Yes, Tony Romo. He is leaving football to go to re- 
I guess the commentary booth with CBS. He is replacing Phil Simms as the new number one color color commentator with Jim Nance being the play-by-play guy, which is big news because almost every online forum talks about how Phil Simms says the most pointless stuff. And this is pretty exciting news as Tony Romo, he will at least call one Dallas Cowboys game because CBS has the Thanksgiving game, which the Cowboys are playing on CBS this upcoming season. Jake, I'm pretty surprised at this move. I thought he was going to go to a team. Apparently his, he's not too confident about his back holding up, but I'm, what do you think of this move? I'm pretty surprised by it. I'm very surprised by it. I thought he at least had one or two more seasons on that back and his knees, uh, Maybe he just couldn't work out a deal with the Houston Texans or the organizations couldn't work something out to move him over there. And like you said, we said last week, that was probably his number one place he wanted to go. Didn't want to leave the state of Texas, uh, more than likely him being what, uh, I mean, he's up there in age now. So moving, he's like 30, moving at that stage in life could really affect how you play, affect your family life and affect all that. And he's just more of a family man than a quarterback at this point. So, so he I like I like the move. Uh I you weren't going to play in Dallas and apparently you weren't going to play in Houston so might as well join the uh Jim Nance. So I got a couple stats here. So Tony Tony Romo is turning 37 in uh, just over or just under three weeks on April 21st. So he's getting up there but Tom Brady's 39 and he had his best season last year. Quick fact that I didn't know as I Google searched Tony Romo's age. Did you know Dak Prescott's first name is Rain? R-A-Y-N-E. It's Rain Dakota Prescott. Huh. I did not know that at all. Well, that was, that was... Ha-Ha Clinton Dix isn't really Ha-Ha Clinton Dix. He's got a real what? first name. Yeah. What? I know. Mind blown right there. I did not know that. It's weird seeing all these names... Um, Pop up. I know there was one that we talked about earlier. Uh, Matt Stafford. I think his first name is John too. It's John Matthew Stafford. So uh, at that stage, people, yeah, you can pretty much say whatever you want to be called. Ha ha. Clinton Dick's real name is Hashan. H a apostrophe capital S e a n. So there you go. Uh, The more you know, right into with J K and the Bear. What did you say, Jake? The more you know with J K and the Bear. All right, let's jump into what started today, opening day for the Detroit Tigers and baseball. Last night, or yesterday afternoon, rather, baseball game for the Detroit Tigers and the Chicago White Sox was rained out. They started the game today at 2.10 Eastern time and... I believe it is now over as I have a TV on in my background and Justin Verlander had a dominant performance. He hit his first, I mean, he's the first Tigers pitcher with 10 or more strikeouts on opening day since Mickey Lolich in 1970. He left after 6.1 innings and he looked great. He had a little bit of struggle in the first inning, giving up a run, but he bounced back. Hashtag Big Sean. And uh, he had a great performance from then out. Jake, uh, you got home a little bit later in the game. I, I but, didn't get uh, to see any of it. It's a they won when six they to three though. Afternoon games. Yeah, the game is over. They won six to three as of five forty six p.m. In, yeah, uh, on Tuesday night. Yeah, just so everyone knows where we're at. Uh, 
No, I'd love to see the Tigers get the first win of the year. I thought maybe with uh, the rain out yesterday, it could be like an omen on the season, but apparently not. For the White Uh, Sox, it is. (laughs) For the White Sox, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're... their field with guaranteed rate. They even talked about that during the podcast where they showed the downvote arrow. And uh, so let me give you a little background on the game. If you were not able to catch it as they played in the afternoon, Jacoby Jones, his first at bat, he was playing center field today. He fouled off three pitches after an 0-2 count, then hit a 3-2 pitch out for a three-run shot, which was his first major league home run. Hepatitis, see you later. Hepatitis, see you later. Nice one. Uh, he Thank later you. got his first career stolen base and a later um, at bat after he got on, I believe, from a single. But uh, he is the first Tigers rookie to hit a home run on opening day since other color commentator Kirk Gibson in 1980. First Tiger to hit his first career homer on opening day since 1965. And they did this off Jose Quintana, who was a pretty big name. He was on the trading block for a little bit but they were not able to trade him the White Sox that is and he gave up his third home run of the season today after Castellanos hit a two run no doubter pimped uh bat drop and it actually hit the catcher it was pretty funny then Ian Kinsler would later homer as well which means tomorrow Wednesday depending on when you're listening to this Wednesday the fifth you get free curly fries from Arby's and you don't have to buy anything either. I've done that too, where I just go in, ask for curly fries, and then walk out without buying. You just got to take your box score, don't you? Yeah, I just show them my phone. They're normally yeah. pretty good about that. So last year, Quintana didn't give up his third home run of the season till June 11th in his 13th start. He did today in four innings. So That's he not good. he kind of lost a lot of uh, money if they were trying to trade him before the deadline, even this year. If this is how his season's going to go. Justin Upton uh, did leave the game with a left knee contusion, a.k.a. a bruise. He's day-to-day. I was watching the game. have no idea when this happened, so uh, I'll try to see how... Bruise on the leg, a heck is a long... Bruise on the knee is a heck of a long way from the heart, you candy. That's good. Uh, So the Tigers are back home, Boston, on this Friday after a couple more games that I don't know if they'll be able to make in Chicago as the weather's not looking too good there. But they play Friday at Boston. And, Jake, did you know the Tigers have won Friday home against Boston. Right. Did you know the Tigers have won eight straight home openers? That is a good record. And hopefully I didn't jinx that just by saying that. But Can we talk about some other cool records if uh, you're done with Tigers? I was just going to ask you, where do you see them finishing the season? Divisional champs? Wild card? Miss playoffs barely or at or below 500? I think wild card is the best yeah, bet because I, I think, think KC, I think KC is just too strong to uh, not win the division. Yeah, they also and Cleveland. lost a... I mean, Cleveland too, so... Yeah, I think Cleveland's the most difficult. Uh, they already got bit by the injury bug with Jason Kipnis being out. It's kind of funny. He was at the championship game watching the Indians game on his phone. It's a pretty cool photo that he sent out. Uh, This was posted by a Detroit sports, uh, kind of like a a Twitter account that follows all the different Detroit sports, and over 500 people voted. And 42% of the people also agree with you, Jake, that with the wild card being the most likely spot for the Tigers, I think that's the most likely as well as I think the Cleveland Indians come in. Edwin Narcion is a beast, and he hit a homer yeah, they, yesterday. They went so, out and got some players this offseason too. 
Yeah, they they rebuilt. They spent for sure. money. Uh, Tigers did not. We didn't do much at all. Uh, but we did get rid of two pieces, Mark Lowe and uh, Pelfrey, that are just eating money on our books. But at least we don't have to see him blow any of our games during the season. So that's good at least. Bye bye. Bye, Felicia. Uh, go ahead, Jake. You have you had yeah. some stats? Um, yeah. Uh, let's talk about pimping home runs. Madison Baumgartner hit two on opening day, and the mm-hmm. first pitcher first pitcher to ever do that. And John, his swing looked better than half the actual batters in baseball. So it's pretty funny. He had a no hitter or perfect game. Can't remember which one it was. Uh, through four, five, and he gives up a hit, a home run, and like, or no, a hit, or a triple, a hit, a home run, and then all of a sudden it's a 3 3 ball game. And he comes back next at bat, next inning, and he hits a homer to get the lead back. And I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, I saw some, like, everyone loves Madison Bumgarner because he's a pitcher that rakes, hashtag pitchers that rake. And in their first 525 career plate appearances, Barry Bonds and Madison Bumgarner are tied with 16 home runs. That's pretty hilarious. And one more Roids. stat that hashtag my, steroid error. My favorite fact of Madison Bumgarner is that he once dated a girl named Madison Bumgarner that they they're not related, but I, what are the possible odds of That's just weird. I don't know why you would even get into that. I I don't think I, I don't really I, I, think that would happen with my name, Jonathan with a girl's name, but I don't uh, think so. With Jake, I don't think see that happening but, either, but that's but that's Kennedy, just crazy. Kennedy is a lot of first names. What if you just married saying. a married a girl with? Could you date a girl with her name being Kennedy? Nope. And then it'd be Kennedy Kennedy. Could, couldn't even do it. You couldn't do it. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even talk to him. No, wouldn't do it. Kennedy. Kennedy. There you go. Uh, so I got I got some more stats for you, Jake, if you want to go down this route. Sunday was Let's opening day for a few teams. The Tigers started on Monday, or they were supposed to, and they started today. Uh, but there were some pretty solid games on that Sunday night. There were a couple of strikeout performances where they had 10-plus strikeouts and zero walks. Before Sunday, only seven had happened ever, and then two more happened on Sunday. So that just shows you how dominant some of those pitchers were. Uh, the Twins won their first opening day since 2008. Mike Trout and Bryce Harper both hit home runs on opening day. Mike Trout's done that three of the last four years. Bryce Harper has hit five, two in 2013, one in 2015, 2016, 2017. And so he only needs one more homer to tie Barry Bonds as he had six his entire career. And last thing I got for the baseball opening day stuff is the Cubs are the first defending World Series champs to lose on opening day on a walk-off since 1981. They were down 3-0 entering the ninth inning, and then they hit a clutch three-run homer to tie it, and then the Cardinals were able to walk it off after that. Uh, as they do not have uh, Araldis Chapman anymore, as he is now on the Yankees. So maybe that's the downfall of the Cubs. They need to work on that bullpen a little bit. What do you got, Jake? Uh we also got to talk about Tanaka on the Yankees completely <laughs> blowing his opening day debut down in Tampa. Mm-hmm. He didn't even make it past three innings, John. 
And he hasn't he, done that in forever. He had a dominant spring training until the sec, the third time, fourth time. They, I think the Tigers played him four times this spring training, which I, I don't know if that it was three or four, but it was a crazy number. And they finally got to him the last time. And it looks like something's off. So that's good news for me because I don't like the Yankees. Yeah. I don't want them to rebuild. They have a really good player. Did you, did you see Evan Longoria's beard? No. He, he's got a solid beard going right now. But, he uh, always no, hits the a Yankees, homer down that Yankees left have, field wall. Yankees has some great uh, young players. Aaron Judge, he's one of them. What's the guy's name? Was it Gary Sanchez? Was that a guy's name? Yeah, Gary was... Sanchez, yep. He's the other yeah. one. Yeah. They're both second-year players. They're g- Watch out for those two. They're damn good. He give he gave uh, Fulmer a little bit of a run at the end of the year for rookie of the year, but Fulmer was too dominant throughout the entire year. So we'll be pretty excited to watch the Tigers as they got off to a one and zero streak. So Jake, you know what that means? They're on a pace to win 162 games this year. So I feel it. It's the they, year. Uh, it's all downhill from here, but we'll see how it goes. So far, so good. It'll be interesting to see what we'll do with Justin Upton out as our outfield depth is being pushed to the limit. We're going to have probably Tyler Collins and Jacoby Jones and Matuk. And that's not like the most intimidating lineup there as that's just, I mean, when you have JD and Justin Upton out for those two players, it's not the greatest sign. But let's, who knows? Let's just Maybe. bring up Steven Moya to bring up the intimidation factor because he's only six I foot think seven. We're out of, I think we're out of options to do that, though. So then we have I don't to send him through can... waivers again, which yeah. he passed once, but I don't think he's going to be a too good of a talent. It's he needs, he needs to do a JD where he fixes one thing in his swing and all of a sudden he's a dominant hitter. But we'll continue talking about Tigers in future podcasts. We have to move on here for a brief minute to the NHL. More specifically, the Red Wings won in a shootout last night. They are undefeated still, 9-0 in shootouts. Jake, what is the player's name? Oh, yeah. I was just going to start in the uh, second period there with all the scoring because Red Wings actually scored two power play goals last night, which uh, has been unheard of. They've actually And had a shorthanded a, goal. They've Yeah, Larkin with a shorty. They Larkin with a shorty in the second, they, and then Tatar uh, and Nyquist power play goals. Their power play actually has been pretty good this past month. I think they're 15th, so they're no longer dead last. Uh, I think they're like 26, 27 in the league. I'll take it. But the only person to score in the shootout last night was in the seventh round. Yeah. And he was a newbie. Uh, A lot of people don't know this guy. His name is Evgeny Shvechnikov. And he's a rookie. He had his uh, first, that was not his first NHL goal, though. He did score uh, before. No, but, I don't think he he hasn't. That doesn't count as a goal. And this is. His but first he does group. have an NHL goal before. No, he does not. This is his first game ever. That's not what I saw. This is his first. This was his debut in the NHL. He was a 2015 first round pick oh, by the yeah. Red Wings. There it is. And so it lied to me. Yeah, can't believe what you hear on the internet. NHL.com. No. Uh... You know who you know who said that? Abraham Lincoln. But he Abraham Lincoln did say that. He 
scored i think it was in the six shootout attempt but who cares uh i'll let's i want to just play we'll stop right here for a second and just listen to how excited the announcers were for his goal first game in the nhl All right, I just love Ken Daniels' calls on when players score. It's one of my favorites. His he and, scores. and uh, Doc is also great. Two best in the game yeah. right there. And then Mickey Redmond is just a treasure, national treasure. Mickey's Mickey, yeah. He's great. <laughs> just drinking <laughs> some ginger ales. Uh, so God, I, I want to I sit down and have a beer with Mickey Redmond and Rod ale. Allen at the same time. Ginger ale. Yeah, uh, I but see Rod Allen. Imagine that. Right but... Uh, I don't know why I keep on saying, but, uh, Garrett, our friend Garrett, who's been a uh, host of our podcast a f- few months back now, he was actually at the game and it was his last trip to the Joe. So he got to see a good one as the Red Wings got to go out winners for him. And Jake, you need and to make John, he texted, he texted me today. He, uh, he was a little, uh, upset that Shahan is still playing. <laughs> Hockey games right now. He's it's, a little uh, frustrated. It's kind of embarrassing at this point. I thought he was going to get a goal last night, and I heard his name like, "Oh, maybe he got a deflection." And nope, it actually he went had off an the defender's skate or something like that. Uh, so he had an assist. <laughs> Jake, what is the player's name again? Evgeny Shvechnikov. He went to the locker room, and he toasted vodka to his comrades. That's Jake's Russian impression. Uh he. This is. Oh, so you are the machine. <laughs> Great stand-up if you haven't seen that, but it's very inappropriate. So uh, a little we bit be of a that. warning there for you. He started his first NHL press conference by saying, hello, friends. <laughs> so he's, I love it. That's awesome. Uh, so we have other NHL news as well. Moving on, they have announced that they are skipping the 2018 Winter Olympics. This is not the player's decision, but this is the commissioner coming out and stating this. And players are not happy. Ovechkin says, yeah, I didn't change my mind. I'm still going. Uh, I have to look up Zetterberg. Zetterberg had a quote, too. I'll look into that. Uh, Jake, what are your thoughts? Obviously, a little bit there, but uh, your thoughts on the NHL not going to the Olympics. Can we just fire Gary Bettman already? I think he's, he's ridiculous. Who, who do you think is worse, him or Goodell? God. It's like picking between Hitler and Mussolini. That's a good comparison right there, except it's, yeah. <laughs> Not like, you know what I mean? For, I it's mean. Like, it's like picking which dictator is worse. Like, they're both horrible. Yeah, both both didn't do very good things. And uh, so. Ever. Uh, I'm just, I can't stand this. Like, Okay. Want to grow the game? Let's skip the biggest way to grow the game by showing it in many countries. I just hate it. I mean, there's uh, Nyqu- like if we went to Russia, why aren't we going to this one? Uh, Nyqua says there's no secrets. The players want to play for sure, so hopefully everything will get solved because everyone wants to play in the Olympics. So the players all want to go. And see, what I want to know is how he can. I get he's the commissioner of the NHL, but he is not commissioner of the NHLPA. And they are the ones that had the final say over the players. I think At least that's how it should be. I think it's um, they do it by. I think that it's going to be like a bargaining thing where they're going to use this in the new CBA. And I'm not hashtag lockout coming. Yeah, 
Zetterberg says, I haven't really seen the statement yet, but I'm not surprised. Said Zetterberg, believing it was a negotiation ploy to win a concession out of Players Association. They probably want something from us, as always. That is from the Detroit News, uh, getting that quote from him. So, <laughs> he's obviously pretty salty about it. A lot of players have... I, I honestly think Gary Bettman is worse than Goodell. I really think he is just trying to milk as much money as he can out of the NHLPA. Because every... What is it? The last... 2008, we had a lockout, and uh, I mean, when's the last? I mean, I, there's NFL. They've their punishment. Well, and 2011, no we stuff. only had half a year. I, I just, I'd rather have no. I'd rather have the no fun league than half a year of hockey. Yeah, I, I, it was. So it was. I think it 20, was 2011, 2012, 2013, 2004, mm. 2005, 1994, 1995. Yeah, so this is ridiculous that it's happening every eight years, nine years on average. That is ridiculous. I can't think of any other team. I mean, I believe MLB has had a lockout, but uh, none in my lifetime that have had as many lockouts as the NHL. It's probably the most disconnect between the players and the um, owners and owners in any sport. And Eric. They MLB actually had some issues with it this year. They had some um, the rules. Everyone has their issues, yeah. but no one, no one on everyone's level, able exactly. to resolve it and look past it. The NHL is they're horrible at looking past what's going on and being about the fans. The NFL barely has to deal with it. If they if there is any conflict in the NFL PA and NFL. They resolve it with before the start of the season, so that way we do get football every set every Thursday, Sunday, and Monday night, and then occasionally Saturdays. Uh, with the NHL doing this, I, it's just crazy to me. They play a two games. They their schedule. I believe, I believe the NHL is the hardest sport on someone's bodies. I mean, just look at the injuries that come out after the playoffs that they play through. It's incredible. And then broken, broken ribs, broken leg, yeah. fractured, uh, punctured lungs, jaw broken, but they're playing with those, uh, guards over their face. I, they don't get, like, they don't get paid like anything like these long-term deals. MLB gets compared to the NHL is a joke. Um, they gets, gets his neck slashed. He skates off the ice. LeBron gets cramps. He gets carried off by four people. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a different, different mantra. There's the NHL is incredible how tough those players are and they have to deal with owners that nickel and dime them the worst in any sport. Go ahead, Jake. The NBA, MLB, NFL are (laughs) S-A-W-F-T soft. That is a wrestling joke that we'll get into a little bit later as uh, WWE's WrestleMania was held this past weekend. But uh, we do have something else to get to first and cue the music. That's right. It's the Masters weekend. And I'm super excited as it's one of my favorite golf tournaments of the year. Probably... Uh, I would probably say the Ryder Cup is my top favorite, but that's not every year. 
Masters is incredible. It's just the, the music that we just heard uh, that I edited after I said this. So uh, the music is amazing. It's just so calm and soothing. And I'm excited as there are A some tradition players, like any, like no other. There are some players that are catching fire right now that I'm looking forward to see if they get the W, especially let's start off with Ricky Fowler. He has been playing pretty well lately. He got his fourth career win not too long ago. Hopefully he can parlay that into a nice run here as he's been getting a lot of birdies, as he said in interviews at the Masters Week uh, this uh, yesterday or two days ago. And he's feeling good. He, I hope that he plays well. As let's, I'm just going to say a couple of things here. 94 participants from 22 countries. The current odds are Dustin Johnson at 11-2, Jordan Spieth 7-1, Rory McIlroy 8-1, Hideki Matsuyama 18-1, Jason Day also 18-1, John Rahm 18-1, Ricky Fowler at 20-1. So those are some pretty big names, minus Rahm, who most people probably don't know, but those are also all big names right there. Dustin Johnson with 11-2 odds is uh, pretty, pretty big odds to win this thing. He's been on fire. He's won or top five, everything he's been in lately. Jake, good news, Jason Day. He did have to pull out from a tournament not too long ago because uh, his mother having cancer. Great news is he shared today that his mother will not need chemotherapy following her surgery for lung cancer. So that is great news for Jason Day as he can now play a little bit lighter, uh, carefree, not having to worry about that over his head. What are you looking for at this Masters? Any players that you're looking especially out for? And then we have to do our picks. We get to pick. I want to say this week we're going to pick two players to win it. As the March Madness, I picked two teams. You picked two teams. I picked Kansas number one, North Carolina number two. So North Carolina got that one. But uh, who do you believe is going to win this? And who are you watching for this weekend? Oh, man. It's hard to go against DJ. He's... He's a freak with that driver in his hand. He just hits the long ball better. He hits the long ball better than anyone out there. Uh, So I'm gonna go with my number one is gonna be uh, it's gonna be DJ. I'm I'm not gonna lie. All right, who's your who's your Uh, second pick to win it? Man, you know it's my boy. You know it's my boy, Jordan. You going top two favorites? Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't care. Uh. I will Who go. Who you got, Johnny? You know, I got to go with my boy, Ricky Fowler. He's my favorite player to watch. He's been putting some of the pieces together, and I think he will come out hopefully on fire on Thursday. Uh, we'll get to this in a second, Jake. But um, my second guy, Jason Day, I hope he wins it too. He's been having a pretty good year, but I want to see him get that green jacket. Let's talk, Jake, of the... TV coverage for this tournament. This tournament is the one that gets everyone's attention. Everyone wants to watch it. They'll put it, uh, drag it up on their phones or uh, tablets, or even if they get the chance to watch but it not, on TV. But yeah. what is the issue, Jake? You can't watch it until 3 p.m. And what time do the golfers start? Eight o'clock. So. Uh, and, oh, here you want you want to hear some of the good ones that we won't even get to watch play. Period. We'll just get go. to watch uh, recordings of them. How about let's start with your boy, Ricky Fowler. He starts at 10, 10 12 uh, a.m. He's group pairing number 12, so you won't get to see any of his shots except pre-recorded ones, so that sucks. You basically, you already know how his round's going to finish by the time TV coverage comes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it's loading. One second. Uh, another I one I saw, Jordan Spieth. He's going to be a, he's in the 1045 I pairing, I believe. they're all the morning ones. Yeah. Uh, Phil Mickelson, he's following uh, Jordan Spieth around the course. You won't get to see him play because he starts at 1045. Spieth is at 1034. Oh, let's see some other ones that you don't even get to see. Basically everybody. Seriously, like yeah. I think everyone's playing. Jason Duffner. Jason uh, Duffner, you get to see about half his round. Right now, we, the Golf Channel is showing Tiger Woods highlights. And Rory McIlroy's not going to be playing, so that kind of is a bummer. Go ahead, Jake. Hey, uh, John, you want to hear something really, really goofy? Go there is not one pair. There is not one pairing that starts after three p.m. And when does live coverage start? Three. Yeah, look at that. Would you look at that? Uh, uh, so that's not that's not speaking fun. of speaking of the last pairing, two o three p.m. Group thirty two: Bubba Watson, Dustin Johnson, and Jimmy Walker. Talk about guys that just destroy the golf ball. I'm excited. I'm I love watching the course and uh, the pictures that I've seen from Ricky Fowler's Snapchats and uh, the social media for the PGA Tour. The course is looking amazing. They had some issues with the flowers last year. Uh, blooming and then getting killed by the cold or something, but it looks like everything's in pretty good shape this year and I'm excited to watch it. Jake. Yeah, John, give me your, ahead. give me your favorite hole in the course. Uh, I can tell you Jordan Spieth's not favorite 12. Number 12. Do you, th- do you think he, so you think he bounces back after that? I'll, I'm going to look at the course yeah, real quick. I, but, uh, I really do. I think it's either going to be, it's either going to be a redemption like uh, North Carolina mm-hmm. hashtag bounce back or, it's going to be it could honestly be the first time that he misses a cut if he come at the masters if he comes in and just he can't shake what he did last year in the fourth round with the lead that he had over Danny Willett um it could really get to him early and maybe force him to miss the cut for the first time ever at the masters so if you didn't know the Augusta National Golf Course has names for every single hole. So let's go through it real quick. Number one is called T-Olive. Number two is called Pink. What did you say? Uh, I'll, I'll say what par they are after you say it. And then what did you say? Number one? Par, par four. Yep. 455. Number two, Pink Dogwood. 575-yard par five. Number three, Flowering Peach. A 350-yard par four. I like how you're kind of whispering this, Jake. I know. I'm trying number to f- be like I'm actually there. Number four, flowering crab apple. A monstrous 240-yard par three. Number five, magnolia. A par four of 455 yards. Number six, juniper. A short 180-yard par three. Number seven, pampas. I was going to say good luck with that. A 450-yard par 4. Number 8, Yellow Jasmine. Par 5 of 575. 570 yards, excuse me. Number 9, Caroline Cherry. 460-yard par 4. Number 10. We take the turn. Carmelia. Carmelia. Go for that. (laughs) 495-yard par 4. Number Into 11. what do we call this? What 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 is this start, John? Amen corner. Amen corner. 11, 12, 13. A 505 11. yard par four. Good luck with that one. 
White Dogwood. Number 12, Golden Bell. A 155-yard par 3 with water on the left or water in front of it that Jordan Spieth does not like. Number 13, Azalea. 510-yard par 5 with a wicked dog leg to the left. I think that was my favorite hole. I thought were Oh I, yeah. I think that one. Number 14, Chinese Fur. 440-yard par 4. Number 15, Firethorn. A 530-yard par 5. I think that's my favorite name on the course, Firethorn. Oh, yeah. Number 16, yeah. Redbud. A 170-yard par 3. Number 17, Nandina. Also known as the Teddy Ro- or the Roosevelt Hole with the tree that fell down. A 440-yard par 4. Number 18, Holly. A 465-yard par 4 with a big open green. So that wraps up our hole-by-hole uh, hole flower names brought to you by the Golf Channel. and uh, <laughs> Mine was what Wikipedia. Is your, <laughs> what is your favorite uh, hole on the course, Jake? I think I'm with you on that. I think uh, Azalea is probably my favorite. You've seen some great Masters moments there with Phil out of the pine straw, putting it to, like, I think it was 10 or 15 feet uh, to get on in two. That was just incredible. Uh, but also number 10, Camellia. Uh, love that hole, too. Adam Scott had an awesome Masters moment on it. Bubba Watson did as well. Is that the hole that it's Bubba a, Watson did, that huge thing? At, or yep. is that a different tournament? Was that this tournament? No, that was here. That was the big Bubba curve. The, like, the most impossible... From, from the pine straw, yeah, yeah. And Chris, our friend Chris the Gopher's dad, he went down and saw. He got to see where Bubba hit that shot, and also where Phil hit his. And he's both he, he's like, I don't understand how you could even <laughs> think about doing that. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty excited to but see the Gopher. This is a pretty weeks. intimidating course. Uh, the Masters, the length of the course is seven thousand four hundred forty-five yards. That's a little long. Uh, just so... saying. Just a little bit. Uh, if if you're only a member there, it's only six hundred thirty five, six thousand three hundred sixty five yards. So that changes a lot. And uh, par seventy two, John, let's uh do a prediction here along with our winner. We already did. Uh huh. What score wins the tournament? Eleven under. Dang, that's what I was going with. I'm gonna have to go twelve. Are <laughs> right, you giving me? I'm going narrow. twelve under. You just uh. Uh, you just prices righted me. I did. I didn't do a dollar though, but <laughs> true, true. <laughs> uh, so Jake, let's uh, hey, wrap up our. Oh, go ahead. Can we do one more thing about the Masters? No. What's your yeah. favorite piece of landscaping <laughs> that they show there? Because there's the so many great things with the par three <laughs> fountain, the Magnolia Lane. I the think grass. Magnolia Lane has to be mine. That is just gorgeous to look down and see the masters logo made out of uh yellow flowers in the grassy uh turnaround spot i like, like the the bridge um the hogan uh, bridge from yes. the 12th to the 12th green yes that yes. is an awesome i like that one and then yep. the entrance to the clubhouse like the drive-in yeah that's, that's magnolia really cool. lane yeah 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 yep i didn't know that was the name yeah uh yep. i so, think uh Jake, we got a couple minutes here before we can wrap this up. We have to talk a little of the WrestleMania event this past Sunday.
was fun. It was a uh, few awesome matches, cool spots. AJ and Shane pulling out the big uh, spots the first match of the night. Uh, yeah, we saw two coast-to-coast. Coast. Saw two coast-to-coast coast in that match alone. Mm-hmm. And then Shane was throwing his body all over the place. As he is known to do. There was Goldberg That's and Brock. because he has no wrestling. Well, he's been doing yeah. it for a while. Uh, or he hasn't done it in a while, but, I mean, he's put a shooting star press, which is a, if you don't follow wrestling, it's nuts. a backflip onto, like, from the top rope, a backflip onto the guy, but he missed it. He hit the mat. So uh, it was pretty cool as the Matt, Matt and Jeff Hardy, who were pretty big in the 1990s, they came back to wrestle in the tag team match. And that was a pretty big surprise. Got a huge pop. It was fun to watch. Uh, um, can we sit, talk about Jeff Hardy doing the insane flip off a 30-foot ladder onto... Seamus and Cesaro who were laying on ladders. Yeah, Jeff Hardy is a freak. He can do these mm-hmm. amazing moves and he's never been out with an injury. Like some of the stunts that he does in these matches are insane and he's never been out with an injury. So if the you, only reason he retired was because his brother got injured, wasn't it? No, they didn't retire. They left a different company. Oh, okay. So they're they're in TNA, which is Edge like, Edge is the one that got injured by Matt Hardy, wasn't it? Matt, uh, I can't remember who Edge got retired as he was in a match with someone. I can't remember who it was, but uh, he broke his neck and then he went through it for a while and then he got more tests done later and they said that you have to retire or you could permanently injure or kill yeah, yourself. I, I thought you were you... saying something about how Matt Hardy like cheated on him. and or So that's, that's, a, that's a huge storyline. If you want to go into that... Uh, there's a we'll do it a different time. There's a there's a huge like legitimate uh, beef between a couple of wrestlers and a female wrestler. So if you want to do some research, just type in Edge, Matt Hardy, Lita, and you can spend a few hours watching that entire feud as they built it into a storyline too. It was crazy. Um, I don't think I would want that if I was those guys, but I guess when that's your career and your jobs, might yeah, as well do they, it. they kind of they just turned it into one, and it was. It was what they could do, but Matt and Jeff coming back was pretty cool. They had a cool uh, gimmick, a cool character, I should say, uh, for those non-wrestling fans that uh, in another company called TNA, ROH, and they were all around the world wrestling, and it was pretty cool that they got to come back as pretty popular people, and we'll see if they use their characters that they had been using in other companies as that's what got them pretty popular. Jeff Hardy's been still the spot guy where he's jumping off ladders and stuff. They actually had a match the night before WrestleMania, a ladder match between another couple of wrestlers, the young bucks and the, they were doing stuff like they were doing not as high up as Jeff did on Sunday, but they were doing similar big moves the Saturday night. And then they went right back Sunday and then they had another match on Monday and (laughs) I was pretty, these guys aren't young. I mean, they're, they've got to be 38, 39, yeah. Pushing 40. Yeah. And they're doing some pretty pretty so, incredible things, but yeah, let's get back into the what actual tickets. One here. one thing, Jeff Hardy, he debuted in nineteen ninety four, and he's only thirty nine now. So he's been wrestling almost our entire lives, Jake, and he's still doing yeah. crazy stunts like that. Uh, the, the biggest news I think of the entire thing, uh, in the 
WrestleMania, there are some cool matches, but for the people that don't know, I mean, Goldberg and Brock Lesnar wrestled. Brock Lesnar won the championship, so uh, that was good. That was a cool match. And Undertaker was retired by Roman Reigns, and on Monday, Roman Reigns got legitimately 10 minutes of straight booze where Roman didn't say a single word, and the entire Orlando crowd booed him they chanted stuff they were swearing at him it was probably one of the funniest openings to a show i've ever watched because it was just 10 straight literally i'm not even exaggerating 10 minutes of a crowd booing him and uh undertaker is now retired he had been wrestling my he'll, entire he'll life he'll come back i think he's done i, I guarantee he is, he'll come back for one he saw that or watching that match on Sunday, it was kind of hard to do as he, my dad was actually watching the match with me. His first ever match he ever watched, well, he watched the women's match before, but the first male match he ever watched was the uh, Undertaker versus Roman Reigns match. And my dad was like saying, he's got a, talking about Undertaker, he's got a, a beer gut. And he looked the most out of shape I've seen. And it was just kind of time to hang up the, the boots. And he yeah. put the, left his gloves and his hat and coat in the ring. And so that got some pretty big coverage around the world. Another thing, uh, Gronk was involved. Yeah. Gronkowski and, of and the New England Patriots was involved in the first match. He helped his friend win a uh, a battle royal, but he he blocked like a blindsided tackle uh, wrestler, and you could definitely see Gronk having some future in the WWE. Oh yeah, he's a monster of a man. I thought it was hilarious that the security guard didn't know that, that was Gronk so was doing fun. that. And the refs had to run over and be like, what are you doing? Let him through. And luckily so, they didn't really skip a beat, but it was still hilarious to see the security guard, who obviously part. wasn't in the loop. Nope, they didn't uh, tell that her. That was pretty funny. So to recap what Jake just said, they uh, the wrestler was beating up on Gronkowski's friend right in front of him. The, the bad guy starts talking trash, and he grabs Gronkowski's drink, uh, drinks some of it, and then throws it back at Gronkowski. Then Gronk steps over the barrier. A, security, a female security guard rushes him and stops him because she thinks it's legit that he's hopping over and he's not supposed to. And then you see the camera cut away for a second, and you see the refs talk to the security person. And all of a sudden, it's just like four referees surrounding Gronkowski, and he walks right past him. And uh, you can see in the background a little bit, like a minute later, how the referees talking to the security guard, just making light of it. It's like, it's okay, don't worry about it. And apparently the backstage people were just laughing about it because it, it made it look legit. Like, oh, he's not supposed to be doing this. But obviously you could tell it was a little bit set up, so it was pretty funny. Uh, set up, set up, set up. I mean, wrestling's not fake, Jake. It's totally real. Set up, set up, set up. Almost as real as uh, that NCAA game that was rigged. Not really, but that was terrible refs by coming full circle. Uh, Almost as real as Abraham Lincoln saying you can't trust everything on the internet. You know, I decided that uh, I don't really care about the NCAA anymore uh, with the refs. Just kidding. I, I love the NCAA with their basketball, but man, they had to fix something with the refs because that they completely destroyed the flow of that game, and they did the same thing with Michigan State's game where they lost uh, Nick Ward due to foul trouble, but I mean, we weren't going to win that game anyway, but didn't help with getting his fourth foul with nine minutes to go, and when one team's 
in the bonus with like 15 minutes to play, you know, that's just not going to be a fun game to watch down the stretch. Jake, anyway, anything? John, what do you, have yeah, what do you got anything? going on this weekend? So I'm apartment searching in Chicago. So that'll be a, a chore and a half as going to have to find a place real quick. Cause I start in just under two weeks. And then a week after that, that I'm going to Florida. So that's one way to start a new job. Uh, just ease uh, it in. Just ease in. Ease what about you, Jake? How's uh, how's your weekend shaping up? I'm actually really excited for this weekend. I'm uh, coaching Babe Ruth baseball. We got our first practice on Saturday. Uh, really excited to get out there with the kiddos and play some baseball. Hey, and then and if- it's looking like and it's looking like 60s on Sunday. So I'm probably going to try to go hit the links. Ooh, Next Monday's seventies, so I'm gonna try to go hit him again. That's it's a gonna great be a good plan. week. Uh, I'm pretty excited. As a week from today, I'll be going to the Tigers game, so we may have to switch around our podcast schedule next week. So uh, maybe out at either a day earlier or a day later, depending. Uh, probably Wednesday, as Jake's giving me the W, unless he's just calling me a winner. Either one, I'll take it. Uh, Wednesday for sure. Winner. Uh, if it if it's seventy on Monday, I'm definitely going golfing over a podcast. Sorry, guys, but so golf Jake's, early Jake's season golf is awesome. Yeah, I agree though. I love golfing in the beginning because I'm actually better in the beginning because I don't I'm not in my own head yet. Uh, Jake, I had my Jake, first two birdies of the year a couple weeks ago already. Like first outing of the year, I had two birdies. What? One. What? 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 Uh, what? <laughs> Jake. Jake. Uh, just wanted Ooh. to let you know that if you have a kid that gets really sad at striking out or something, you know, you just have to give him advice just to bounce back and go up there in the next one and get that next at bat. You know, you have to have a short memory in baseball. You can have an at bat two innings later. So just I'm just going to tell him Brandon in struck out all the time and he made millions of dollars, millions of dollars, millions of dollars. Uh, but Jake, remember bounce back. Last night took a L, but tonight I bounce back. That is, that is our uh, our quote of the weekend. As that was probably my favorite song that he performed. That was his encore song at the Big Sean. That is, I saw him uh, rapping back up to that. Jake Jake's dancing. He's singing it in his head. So, uh, with that said, I hope you guys enjoyed your weekend. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of JK and the Bear podcast presented by the Riding the Pine Network. And that is all for me. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.